Blog Talk Radio. to the live internet broadcast of Secrets Revealed, Understand the Book of Revelation from Start to Finish. This is your Book of Revelation research scientist, Dr. Nicole, and we are listening to PGN Prophetic Grace Network. Today, we're talking about the Marriage Supper prophecy, and I want to thank Prophet Randy Chandler for bringing this program to PGN, Prophetic Grace Network. And I want to invite and encourage everyone to go to the Blog Talk website at your leisure to see the basic study notes that are available for each talk. So every time we're on live, there are one-page basic study notes that allow you to see keywords, uh, scripture, locations, uh, names, information that's communicated in the talk so that if you want to study this information uh, on your own, that you have those basic study notes that allow you to continue with what you have already learned by being here with me and with us on PGN. So we started that in September of 2022 at the request of one of our PGN uh, family members, and uh, I have continued with that since then. So you can go to blogtalkradio.com backslash live prophetic, and there, this month is September, so we're talking about the ninth statement of prophecy in the book of Revelation, that's the marriage supper prophecy. So the the basic study notes for the marriage supper prophecy are there and available for you. I encourage you to go there when you get a chance. Now, time for discussion and analysis of the marriage supper prophecy. Let's begin with hearing it. Where is it? Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 221 are the ninth documentary John the Revelator was shown when he went to heaven. He was shown documentaries by the angel of the Lord, and he wrote down to the best of his ability, as he was instructed to do, everything that he saw. So he didn't have a dream. He didn't uh, experience a vision that he caused himself to have. He was shown He was shown an external vision by an angel of the Lord, and today we call external visions with moving pictures and sound movies. That's what we call them today, movies, but he wasn't shown just any kind of movie. He was shown a documentary, if you will. He was shown future realities, soon-coming realities. Last time I read from the New Living Translation, 
this time I feel led to read from uh, the King James translation. I know that some of you have strong opinions about which version of the Bible is best. I'm not going to weigh in on that today. Uh, I'm simply going to read the Word of God, communicating that today, let us hear from the King James Version. At other times, I read from uh, the Amplified Classic Translation, sometimes the New Living Translation. Today, let us hear the Marriage Supper Prophecy, reading from the King James Version, Revelation chapter 9, chapter 19, Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to 21, here they are. Then I heard again what sounded like the shout of a vast crowd or the roar of mighty ocean waves or the crash of loud thunder. Praise the Lord, for the Lord our God, the Almighty reigns. Let me back up for a second. Let me make sure I'm reading the correct translation. Um, the Marriage Supper Prophecy, King James Version, here it is. John the Revelator speaking to us says, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him. For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he saith unto me, Right, are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, See thou, do it not. I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I saw heaven opened. And behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, 
saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God, that ye may eat the flesh of kings and the flesh of captains and the flesh of mighty men and the flesh of horses and of them that sit on them and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he had with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire, burning with brimstone, and the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. That is the marriage supper prophecy in its entirety. Revelation chapter 19, verses 6 to 21. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What secrets about the soon coming Battle of Armageddon are revealed in the marriage supper prophecy? Now, let's begin with understanding what we're looking at. By my analysis, there are 12 documentaries that John the Revelator was shown. In other words, there are 12 statements of prophecy using language provided uh, in the book of Revelation. There are 12 statements of prophecy in this book of Revelation. Beginning with Revelation chapter 1, we start with the seven seals prophecy. And then when we get to the end, Revelation chapter 22 ends with the new earth prophecy. And in between, we have ten other prophecies. This is prophecy number nine, statement of prophecy number nine, the marriage supper prophecy. It's not the only place that the Battle of Armageddon is discussed. For example, at the end of chapter 14, the Battle of Armageddon is mentioned in the Earth Reap prophecy, prophecy number six. But here in prophecy number nine, we have a prophecy that focuses nearly exclusively on the Battle of Armageddon. It's the most detailed account of the Battle of Armageddon in the book of Revelation. Let's analyze it. Let's look at some of the key verses. Now, beginning with verse uh, 7, it says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come. And his wife his wife has made herself ready. So this is telling us the first resurrection has happened. So the marriage of the Lamb is the first resurrection. It's when Jesus Christ, God manifest in the flesh, is Jesus Christ. When Jesus Christ gets his forever family in their forever glorified, perfected bodies. So Jesus Christ is already in his glorified, perfected body. Revelation chapter 1, 
in that chapter, we learn that he's the firstborn of the dead. There are those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and all of us, we too will transition from mortality to immortality. When that transition happens, that event is the marriage of the Lamb. When Jesus gets his bride, the church, forever and ever, three in one, what do we mean by that? Well, right now, Jesus Christ is in heaven, in his forever body. In other words, he's in his immortal, perfected, glorified body right now. He's at a physical location where? Present heaven. He is with some members of the church. In other words, he's with some who are a part of the bride, but not all. Those who are with him are only two in one. They're only two in one, soul and spirit, but they are missing their forever body. Those of us who are here on present earth who are in Christ, we are missing our forever body, yet we are three in one. But we are told in the New Testament that these bodies, these mortal bodies are dying, and we have to put on our incorruptible bodies. Now, when does it all happen? So those who are in Christ as disembodied spirits and those of us who are in Christ on this present earth, all whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, we will transition from mortality to immortality as described in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's hear that because we want to be clear on what it's telling us in Revelation chapter 19, verse 7. It says, For the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. That saying, the first resurrection has happened. And then it says, And to her was granted, talking about all who participated in the first resurrection. It says, And to her, again, her, that's the wife, That's the wife of the Lamb. Who's the wife of the Lamb? That's the church, the bride of Christ. It says, And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. That means that every person who participates in the first resurrection at this point, at this point, immediately prior to the Battle of Armageddon, has an outfit. There's a dress code, so we're not wearing tie-dye. We're not wearing, uh, you know, I went to a recent event. The colors were silver, black, and white. That was fine. I liked it. Uh, But for this event, the dress code uh, is white. Everyone's going to be wearing white, everyone who's Team Jesus, and all of our outfits will be made of linen fine linen uh, that's white. Now let us hear, uh, just so we understand this marriage of the Lamb, let's hear 1 Thessalonians, let's hear 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 so that we're on the same page. 
So in First Thessalonians chapter four, verse verses fifteen to seventeen, we tell you this directly from the Lord: We who are still living, when the Lord returns, will not meet Him ahead of those who have died. For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. Here it is. First. The believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. Now, we will be with the Lord forever. When it says, then we will be with the Lord forever, we're forever with the Lord in a tangible Body three in one at the time of the marriage. So God gets his forever family with all of us being in our forever bodies. In other words, every believer will transition from mortality to immortality as described in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 15 to 17. Now here we are going back to the marriage supper of the Lamb. We need to know where we are in time with respect to the Battle of Armageddon. Verse 7 gives us a time marker. Let me say that again. Verse 7 of chapter 19 gives us a time marker. It communicates to us that the marriage of the Lamb, described in 1 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4, as well as in Revelation chapter 14, the marriage of the Lamb has already happened. That's the first resurrection. Now let's continue. Wait a second. Before we continue, let me go to let us go together to uh chapter fourteen. I want you to hear also so we heard in First Thessalonians chapter uh First Thessalonians chapter four verse seventeen about the marriage of the Lamb, let me share briefly in Revelation 14 where you can see that. So earlier this year in June, every episode of this program focused on the earth reap prophecy, uh, June of 2023. So I encourage you to listen to the archive if you uh, are interested in that. We'll be getting to it again uh, in the coming months. But for now, let me mention, let us hear that verse in Revelation chapter 14 where the first resurrection is described. So in Revelation chapter 14, verses 15 to 16 include these words. Actually, let me back up for a second. Let's start with verse 14. Verses 14 to 16 is where you can hear about uh, the first resurrection. It says, Then I saw a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was someone like the Son of Man. He had a gold crown on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came from the temple and shouted to the one sitting on the cloud, 
Swing the sickle for the time of harvest has come. The crop on earth is ripe. So the one sitting on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the whole earth was harvested. Then it goes on after that, and it talks about after the believers participate in the first resurrection, which is the marriage of the Lamb, then we have the reality of what happens to the grapes. In other words, the reality of what happens to those who have taken the mark of the beast and who are there in Israel fighting in the armies led by the Antichrist and the kings of the world. So first, there's the marriage of the Lamb. That, again, when Jesus Christ, that, again, is when Jesus Christ gets his forever family. The first resurrection, he gets all of us in our glorified, perfected bodies, and we're with him forever from that point on, with him physically. Okay. After the marriage of the Lamb described here, and now we're in Revelation 14, verses 14 to 16, next. Next is going to be the Battle of Armageddon. So we see that in the Marriage Supper prophecy, but we also see it in the Earth Reap prophecy. Now let's stay here for a moment. After the first resurrection, the marriage of the Lamb, there's the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. Now the Marriage Supper of the Lamb refers to God's cleanup plan. God's cleanup plan for the carnage of the Battle of Armageddon. It doesn't actually refer to the Battle of Armageddon itself. The Battle of Armageddon itself is the Battle of Armageddon, and the strategy that God uses to fight and win the Battle of Armageddon is referred to as the Great Wine Press. And what is he pressing? He's squeezing those who have taken the mark of the beast, those who are team Satan, those who are there in Israel fighting in the armies led by the beast. And Revelation 19 is referring to the Antichrist and the false prophet. Now here in Revelation 14, let's continue. Verse 17 says, after that, another angel came from the temple in heaven, and he also had a sharp sickle. Then another angel, who had power to destroy it with fire, came from the altar. He shouted to the angel with the sharp sickle, swing your sickle now to gather the clusters of grapes from the vines of the earth, for they are ripe for judgment. So the harvest, the harvest referred to in the earth re- prophecy refers to multiple groups of people. There's the harvest of God's forever family. That's the first resurrection. And then there's the battle of Armageddon where the great wine press is used. And there's the harvesting of the grapes. Who are the grapes? The grapes are all the individuals who are Team Satan, and who are there 
at the Battle of Armageddon. Let's hear it here in verse 14. He shouted to the angel, uh, verse 18, he shouted to the angel with the sharp sickle, swing your sickle now to gather the clusters of grapes from the vines of the earth, for they are ripe for judgment. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and loaded the grapes into the great wine press of God's wrath. So what is that saying? It's telling us, oh, after the first resurrection, then there's the battle of Armageddon. This is way back in chapter 14. In the earth reap prophecy, it doesn't give us all the details of the battle of Armageddon, but we get one more, one more verse. Here it is. Let's go back to 19 for a second. Revelation chapter 14, verse 19. So the angel swung his sickle over the earth and loaded the grapes into the great winepress of God's wrath. The grapes were trampled in the winepress outside the city, and blood flowed from the winepress in a stream about 180 miles long and as high as a horse's bridle. So the focus of this prophecy is on the reality of when Jesus Christ returns, there's going to be a, uh, the earth is going to be harvested, and multiple groups will be harvested, some harvested for the purposes of participation in eternal life, in God's royal race as members of the kingdom of God. But some will be harvested. These grapes are harvested. What does that mean? These grapes. They experienced the wine press. Now we're going back. So the marriage supper prophecy focuses on the wine press. Now what is the wine press? That's the strategy used in the Battle of Armageddon. Now we just heard in the Earth Reap prophecy that the blood flowed for 180 miles. What blood? What blood? Well, that's revealed here in the marriage supper prophecy. Let's go to it. In Revelation 19, verse 21, it says, And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Now, this is the King James Version. Let's use uh, easy to understand language. Let's break it down uh, in small pieces. And the remnant were slain with the sword. This is saying all of those, excluding the Antichrist, who is the beast and the false prophet, they are killed by Jesus Christ, that's the person riding the white horse. Jesus Christ is the leader of, arm, of heaven's armies. Jesus Christ is the person with the title word of God. He is the person who has on his thigh the words, uh, Lord of all lords and king of all kings. It says, and the remnant were slain. So first, the beast and the false prophet, that's the antichrist and the false prophet, are captured. But what about everyone else? who's participating on the opposing side at the Battle of Armageddon. That's the remnant. What happens to them? A hundred percent of them, all, all of them experience the wine press. What's that? They are slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse. There's a sharp two-edged sword that extends from the mouth of Jesus Christ 
This is referred to multiple times in the book of Revelation, and we're told right here in verse 21 that that's how all of those who are in the armies are killed. And it says, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, whose mouth? The rider of the white horse, that's Jesus Christ. Now, the last line says, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. What does it all mean? It means that the marriage supper, the great banquet God has prepared, is supper for the fowls. Let's hear it again. All the fowls were filled with their flesh. Whose flesh? The flesh of the remnant. What's the remnant? The remnant is all of those individuals who remained after the Antichrist and the false prophet were captured. The others in the enemy camps, in other words, the, the, all of those who are in the armies, they are the remnant. They die at the Battle of Armageddon. The weapon used to destroy them is a sword that comes from the mouth of Jesus Christ. So it's a wine press. Their blood flows. We hear we heard that in Revelation 14 for 180 miles, and it's as high as a horse's bridle. That's a lot of blood. That's a lot of flesh. Now, what's God's cleanup plan? Here it is. And all the fowls were filled with their flesh. Now, recall that the angel of the Lord gave an instruction to the fowls. Some uh, translations refer to them as vultures. The angel of the Lord gave them an instruction, and that instruction in verse 17 says, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. So what is the marriage supper? We're talking about that, the marriage supper. The supper of the great God. And in verse 9, it's referred to as the marriage supper of the Lamb. It's a supper for the fowls. And what are they going to dine on? They are going to dine on, quote, their flesh. Whose flesh? The flesh of the enemies of God. The enemies of God who lose the battle of Armageddon. The battle of Armageddon is a war waged in righteousness. It's the war to end all wars. There will never, ever be another war on this present earth or on the new earth to come after the Battle of Armageddon. Now, starting on Sunday, we're going to be talking on the live Internet broadcast of this program, Secrets Revealed, Understand the Book of Revelation from Start to Finish, beginning... October 1st of 2023, every program in the month of October of 2023 will be about the first thousand years of Jesus Christ ruling and reigning on this present earth. It's referred to as the millennial reign. A millennium is a thousand years. So the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this present earth is referred to as the millennial reign. The book of Revelation has a documentary. So John the Revelator was shown a documentary of the millennial reign. We're going to be talking about it on Sunday. So we just heard the marriage supper prophecy. We just heard uh, 
What happens at the Battle of Armageddon? The Antichrist and the false prophet are captured. They're thrown into Gehenna, the lake of fire. And the remnant, everyone who was in the armies led by the Antichrist and the false prophet and the kings of the world, 100% of those individuals experience death. Now, when they die, where do they go? They go to Hades. They're in a prison of darkness. You say, well, research scientists, don't they go to hell? They go to a temporary location, Hades. They go to a prison of darkness, and they await the resurrection. They missed the first resurrection, but they will participate, unfortunately, in the second resurrection. We're going to talk about that. The Millennial Reign Prophecy in October, please consider being with me and with us during the live Internet broadcast. That's every Sunday at 12 noon Texas time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, and every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern time. That's 10 a.m. Texas time. We're going to be talking about the first thousand years of the government of Jesus Christ on this present earth that begins immediately after the Battle of Armageddon. In November, we're going to be talking about the second resurrection. The second resurrection. You say, well, I haven't heard about the second resurrection. It's in Revelation chapter 20. In November, we'll be talking about the dead judged prophecy. That's the documentary on the great white throne judgment. The second resurrection is when all whose names are not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, they're released from their prison of darkness. They're called to court to have their cases heard. Their books are opened. And because they failed to go to mediation, they must represent themselves at uh, a legal proceeding. It's referred to as the Great White Throne Judgment. These individuals will have their cases heard, each person. So we're going to hear about those cases and the outcome of those cases. That legal proceeding, it's referred to as the Great White Throne Judgment. We'll be talking about that in November of 2023. I want to thank you for being with me and with us today. I want to encourage you to send in your questions via text. One two one four five zero five eight seven one nine. I'll be answering questions received last Sunday on Sunday's program. If you text in a question during Thursday's program, I'll uh, answer that question on the next Thursday's or subsequent Thursday's program. So uh, if you can, please consider listening during the live Internet broadcast, or you can go to the archives. You can listen uh you can go to Apple Podcasts and download there, or you can go to the blogtalkradio.com backslash live prophetic site. It has been a wonderful talk today. I have appreciated your interest in the book of Revelation. I never take for granted your time. Revelation chapter 1 says that every person who hears the prophecy of uh, in the book of Revelation and who bays its message is blessed. So I declare and decree according to the word of God, truth seeker and friend, that you are blessed because you have heard the words of prophecy in the book of Revelation today, and I pray that you will obey what uh, 
instructions are provided. I pray that you will obey the instructions provided in the book of Revelation. And uh, if you haven't done so yet, I encourage you, according to Jeremiah 33, 3, call out to God. He promises to show you great and mighty secrets that you do not know. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.